0: Congressman, how are you, my friend?
1: I am wonderful. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great trying to stay warm, and it's always good to talk to you. I know last time I talked to you was in January, right after all the big shenanigans that happened to kick off a whole brand new 2021 year. Are things starting to settle down now, and are we actually getting back to business as normal, per se?
1: Well, what we're seeing is the Democrats are just ramming everything through Congress as if they've got a uh, mandate from the American people. We know over in the Senate, it's 50-50, and the vice president's going to be breaking those ties. But in the House, we're only five seats away from taking back the majority. The president said that he was going to be bipartisan. We're seeing nothing but partisanship coming from the Democrats. So what the American people are going to see is that they're they're going to try to roll out this piece of legislation through what they call reconciliation. And what that means is that they don't have to have 60 votes over in the Senate to get it through. Mm-hmm. Only needs that one vote, and so what we're probably going to see, uh, you know, them trying to do is everything from rolling back on the energy side. And you know, when you think about uh, what uh, we're experiencing right now, people are going to say, "Don't we need more energy?" But we've seen with, and then also with the president's, uh, you know, forty-five plus executive orders stopping the Keystone XL. And I know that because of uh, when you look back to the board, the uh, winter vortex that we had uh, back in uh, 2014 when really everything just froze up around the entire country, we had 21, 27 states that had a shortage of, uh, of propane, and the problem was that we wasn't that we didn't have the propane. We couldn't get from point A to point B, and part of the reason was that the trucks and the rail cars are being used to run oil, and we all know the safest way to transport oil and natural gas is through a pipeline. Yeah. So we're seeing the Democrats do that, raise taxes. I mean, it's going to be we've got to get this message out to the American people.
0: Yeah, it's important to really focus on because there are so many individuals that are freezing right now across the really across the entire country. We've seen it in really low temperatures. It's wintertime, but more of an extreme winter than we've seen. And a little bit, I know here in Kansas, we haven't seen this type of weather since like 1985, I think was the last time that it's actually been this cold. But in return, we're doing rolling blackouts in Nebraska, in Kansas, in Oklahoma, in these areas where the energy companies are shutting off our power for 30 to 60 minutes just because, well, you're using too much. We don't have enough energy to continue with what everybody needs. So we're going to do these rolling blackouts. I've never heard of a country like America being a first world country needing to worry about rolling blackouts to conserve energy. This is coming after they, like you mentioned, they they cut the the XL pipeline because, you know, pipelines are really bad. Apparently they're against the fracking. They're against the natural gas. You know, Joe Biden's executive order list that he went on for this first week or so of his administration was all about green energy, New Deal garbage. And yet now we're seeing a really cold front hit and we're seeing the strain it's already putting on in the energy companies. With years of them trying to ban all of these different types of energy in the country?
1: Well, you just, American people, and you just need to remember during the Trump administration, we became pretty much the world's net na- producer of natural gas. We, we, you know, we outproduced everybody else in the world because, as you said, through fracking. We, uh, you know, were able to uh, be able to produce more oil than Saudi Arabia or Russia on a given day. And all of a sudden, what we've seen from the Democrats and the Socialists, they want to roll all this stuff back. But, uh, you know, I, I know of uh, people that were on mission trips for into into Russia. And, you know, their apartments would have no uh, electricity during the day. So it's <laughs> like that. I don't think the American people want to go there. And sure, you know, if you, you know, they say, oh, we, we want to make sure that we're saving the environment. But hey, facts speak for themselves. In the last fifteen years this country's reduced emissions by twenty percent. No one else in the world can claim that. Yeah. But we've done it in the United States and producing the energy that we needed. But on the other side, they wanna they wanna shut this off and the American people are gonna feel that pain at the pump. We remember during the Obama administration, our gas prices went up to $4.19 a gallon.
0: It's unbelievable. Real quickly, the last question on energy before we kind of move on, but oil and natural gas that we are fracking, that we are still drilling for, are we still energy independent at this moment? I know that Joe Biden has talked about invading Syria, and now we you know, have issues with Iran right now, and we're starting to go back for oil across overseas. But with the attack on natural gas, with the attack on fracking, are we still energy independent like Trump got us to over the last few years, or are we moving away from that?
1: Well, you're going to see them uh, t- pushing us away from it, and, and and they'll do it by executive orders. Mm-hmm. And then the Democrats want to make, move us away from it. And again, as you said, that you know we got to heat our houses. We got to be able to make sure that we can turn on our factories. I, you know, base load capacity is so important for my district. with 60,000 manufacturing jobs. All of a sudden, we're going to have people say, "Hey, I don't have a job anymore." Well, because the companies can't afford the energy. Before before this new administration came in, I talked to. People from around the world, and they were saying, "Hey, we want to come to the United States. Your energy costs are so low that uh, we will build our plants in the United States and produce it right here." Yeah. We all know that we uh, we had an issue with COVID that our supply chain was it was in deep jeopardy. But it's just absolutely ludicrous what we're hearing from the other side.
0: Well, and they're trying to ram it down our throats for sure. We're talking with Congressman Bob Ladder from the 5th Congressional District of Ohio. Let's talk about some of the legislation that you've been working on and shift gears a little bit to COVID and the response to COVID. We've seen a major increase across the country, uh, mental health issues and depression and anxiety, people losing their jobs, people frustrated with the pandemic, the isolation that many are having to deal with. They're losing their jobs. You guys are working on some legislation to improve access to some mental health services because it's been more of a talking point over the years, but I think COVID over the last year has really taken it to another level of we need to address this issue, hasn't it?
1: Well, absolutely. And I I introduced legislation in the last Congress called the Crisis Act. We want to make sure that we do have those services out there uh, for individuals across our for you know, across our districts, because as you said, the, the stress levels have, have gone up tremendously and and people need these mental health services. And uh, so we want to make sure that we get those to the people that need them. And at the same time, as you're talking about, you know, treating people, I've got what they call the TREAT Act uh, that I'm working on with some uh, folks over in the Senate. We want to make sure that uh, telehealth services are available out there for people, because again, during the pandemic, we saw right off the bat that emergency rooms are being overrun by people coming in. And we didn't have enough docs and medical personnel in certain areas, and so what could we do? And well, the easiest thing to do is let people from other states treat these people by telehealth services, and uh, at the same time, you know, keep these people out of the emergency rooms, and it's it's a win win for everyone. But uh, you know, we're working on those right now because again, I I believe they're absolutely essential. We're we're months away from uh, getting through this thing, and even, but the really good news is we. have As of this morning, I get the numbers every day that we've had over 56 million vaccinations given in this country so far. Wow. You're looking over almost around 330 million tests have been given. I always tell people, always remember that in the last administration with uh, President Trump, Vice President uh, Pence, that we were able to take a, a crisis like we had with COVID and move it in nine months' time to having multiple vaccines out there being distributed across the country, which in, in any other given time, we'd still be talking about this for a couple of years. So, uh, you know, we are the envy of the world, and we should never forget that. And I know there's a lot of folks out there on the other side like to always say how terrible it is here, but I tell you what, why are other people trying to get the United States to get these COVID vaccinations?
0: <laughs> well, they sneak into the country all the time because they realize the opportunities that are here, unlike any other part of the world, not just mental health, but just health care in general. I know that it's been a big talking point for the Biden administration wanting to bring back parts of Obamacare, try and bring back the, the individual mandate. Where are we when it comes to the health care debate? I know that there's some bills that you've been working on as well with kind of the pre-existing conditions. That's been a big talking point for the media against Republicans, but the health care, Obamacare, where are we at? And are we going to see a potential revising of an Obamacare under a new Biden administration?
1: Well, and again, they'll, they'll bring it back up. You know, we all know that it, it did not work. It did not do as it was promised. Remember, you were supposed to be able to keep your doctor. It was going to be cheaper. You'd go any place you wanted to. And people found out all that was not true. And if the president decides he's going to be bringing this stuff back, but you know, there's, there's Democrats out there that want to see socialized medicine. They want the government to take over. And as I was told by my dad a long time ago, you always want to remember, you want the doctor working for you and not the clock. And so it's important that Americans have that healthcare that they, that they want and they deserve. And at the same time, you know, the Democrats said the Amer- that the Republicans were against pre-existing conditions. That is totally false, mm-hmm. that we've had legislation out there that we've, that we've supported. So it's, you know, it's, we're in for a fight. But again, what we're seeing is on the Democratic side that they think that uh, they've got these broad mandates from the American people with the slimmest margins they've ever had. So this, it's, so and when you've got a president out there that's uh, being uh, loved by the, the liberal press and they're not being questioned like uh, in a Republican administration and it's, so as I said uh, we're uh, we're going to have to do a phenomenal job to keep getting to the American people and and if we can't do it on the national press we got to do it on our local press yeah. to tell people what's going on out there because they're not going to hear it from a lot of these networks uh, that uh, that just pretty much cater to the left.
0: No, of course not. They're not going to report on the real stories. They're going to talk about how you guys don't want pre-existing conditions, how you guys took the $15 an hour minimum wage out of the COVID-19 relief bill because you really don't care about poor people trying to work and struggle during a COVID pandemic, when I thought that was completely absurd to even try to include something like that into the COVID relief bill. Talk about that bill for a second, because I know it went through the House already, but to remove the $15 an hour minimum wage, the, the $1.9 trillion in spending when we're already like $2 trillion in debt for this year alone. I mean, where are we with the budget and with the COVID relief? And can we afford another stimulus payment like that to the American people? Well,
1: first, you're, you're absolutely right. You're talking about $1.9 trillion, that's T and Tom, that the American people got to realize that we don't have that money to begin with. Uh, because what we had to spend last year to get us through the pandemic yeah, through the Paycheck Protection Pro- Program, that was highly effective to keep uh, 51 million Americans out there working and uh, helping uh, over 5 million businesses across the country. But you know, we, we've got so much money that's been appropriated that hasn't been expended. We're talking hundreds of billions of dollars that we don't even know what, what we're you know that we haven't even done anything with, and they still want to spend on top of that. When you look down the road, and I'm going to wait for the new Congressional Budget Office score that's going to have to come out. But if you look at those numbers, uh, you know we're looking at uh, about a $664 billion that we're going to be paying on interest by the year 2030, and that number is even going to go up even higher now because the interest rate starts going up. But then people got to remember: in a very short period of time, we're going to have to pay that debt back somehow, or it's just paying the interest. And once you start paying more interest than you have, how are we going to pay for the rest of it? Well, the Democrats say we're going to have to raise tax. What you said about the minimum wage, bringing up the $15. You know, when uh, I talk to people around my district, all the different uh, companies, and little small mom and pops out there, people aren't paying anybody minimum wage, but because nobody would ever work. Yeah. But what we, what we are going to see is this. The Democrats say, oh, look, the uh, Congressional Budget Office says 900,000 people are going to be lifted out of poverty. Oh, well, one thing they don't have to say is 1.5 million Americans are going to lose their job. This is going <laughs> to affect the elderly. It's going to affect the young and those who are underskilled. And, it's, and so what's going to happen? They're going to say, well, we have to go, have to go on welfare. So, uh, you know, this is not a plan uh, that uh, the American people want. But, uh, again, as I said, we've got so much work to do to tell the American people what's happening, and the Democrats, uh, you know, by uh, going forward with an impeachment that we all knew wasn't going to go anywhere in the Senate, that uh, they've been able to run a bunch of stuff through for the last month and a half without anybody really knowing what's been going on in the White House and what the Democrats are doing in Congress.
0: Well, of course not. I mean, we've been so focused on impeachment, 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 and impeachment trial in the Senate that the media is not covering any legislation going on. They're not covering the 50 executive orders from Joe Biden. They're not covering what you guys are trying to work on that the Democrats are just ramming through because we're too concerned about, well, we should punish Donald Trump while he's down and while he's out, and we should just make sure he never runs for office again. To me, it's completely absurd and ridiculous. Last question. I know that you're busy, but as we talk about the budget here, isn't there still a the cap that we have on what we can spend with the GDP and per capita on how much we're allowed to spend of the private sector is that gone right now?
1: Well, you know, and that's the thing. What the Democrats can do, they can they can uh, do away with the caps that we. Uh, this has been several, quite a few Congresses ago that we worked on. You're saying, wait a minute, you got to keep the lid on things, but they can they can blow those things away, and uh, that's what wor- worries me because again, under. This budget reconciliation, what they did was they really didn't, they, they haven't passed the budget in years. But in, under budget reconciliation, so they can ram this stuff through, that uh, they just really don't even really have anything on paper with how this is going to work uh, <laughs> through a budget. But what they're doing is all the committees are out there coming up with ways how they're going to spend a bunch of money. And uh, so I was in a markup with the Energy and Commerce Committee last week. That went from eleven o'clock in the morning to eleven thirty at night, and then we went the next day from eleven o'clock to around six thirty,
0: and on Friday.
1: And it's uh, but the, the, with, all we can hope for is that over in the Senate, you can get a couple of Democrats over there, and I just mean by only a couple, that will say, wait a minute, we got to put the brakes on this stuff that's coming over from the House because we can't afford this stuff, right. and it's also going to hurt America. So we, we again. Uh, uh, what we're in is a crucial period of time, and the American people really got to watch what's going on at the White House and also in Congress.
0: Well, and that's, that's what I want to ask. we got just about a minute left, but is there anything else in particular that we should pay attention to outside of what the media is telling us with impeachment trials and, and now lawsuits against Trump and all this other garbage? What should we really be focused on of what Congress well, is working on in both chambers?
1: Well, you know, it's, it, it's I'm, when they're talking about uh, giving tax breaks to the rich again, this is what's what they call SALT, S-A-L-T which is state and local government tax, we rolled that back because this really only helps people on the East Coast and West Coast. They, they say, well, wait a minute, our, our houses cost a million dollars and we got to pay all this property tax. Well, you vote for that stuff. And so you know, we, we, we wrote that back so we could give you know middle, middle Americans out there the, the ability to have some tax cuts when we did our, our legislation. But they want to roll that back. They want to raise taxes. And so Americans are going to find out the way our business can't operate. We won't be able to hire more people, buy more machinery, produce more goods. Uh, and we're going to be right back to that uh, malaise that we're in with uh, Obama-Biden for eight years. And But uh, when what, what Biden's trying to do right now is erase everything that uh, Donald Trump and the Republicans were able to accomplish for the American people in four years' time.
0: Amen to that. Congressman Bob Latta from the 5th Congressional District. I am i always appreciate the time that you give us. I love being able to talk to you each month and get an update from D.C. I hope you guys are staying warm and safe. You guys, uh, real quickly, you guys haven't had uh, too many issues in Ohio. Have you in your district with uh, blackouts or any different uh, electrical no. issues? Have you?
1: No, we've been very fortunate. Uh, you know, we have uh, uh, two nuclear power plants in northern Ohio and with our uh, uh, generation plants from with uh along the river and other areas, we've been able to keep up. Even at four below this morning. (laughs) Even at four below. Yeah,
0: you guys continue on and keep rocking it. And, uh, you know, that that terrible, terrible nuclear power plants that are going up all over the country. Congressman, we appreciate the time very much, my friend.
1: Well, thank you very much.